experiment done on rats is not the same as yours. That's a matter of fact. What is prayer? That's what we're talking about. Prayer is when we take what God, you know, that's what we're talking about for some time. We're talking about effective prayer. Prayer is when we focus on what God said and then we bring those things into life with our words. That's why he said, pray like this. That will be done on earth as it is recorded, written in heaven. That which you have proposed. Last time I explained that prayer is not a matter of my desire. Prayer is that what God has determined, I will bring to the earth with my words, in cooperating with him. Prayer is not my desire, no. There is nothing that I may, that, no, let me like this, there is nothing that is good for me. There is no solution that is necessary for my situation that God has not yet written. There is none. What is prayer? It's for me to go into his word, discover that situation, uh, that solution, and turn it to my song. We've been establishing that there are two things that constitutes prayer, most importantly. One, declaring God's will, like we're talking about now. And two, putting his name over everything. That's what it is. Last time I, was, I began to speak about the book of the Psalms. You know, just as an, um, I was just using the book of the Psalms, like trying to use it to explain that Israel had five books, which were their prayer books. And that's what we call the book of Psalms now. It's actually five books. They are, they are prayer books. Inside those books, you will see things that God has spoken concerning you, concerning me. Let me give you a very simple example. Let's go to the book of um, Numbers chapter 23. Now, before when we hear things like, uh, when we pray according to his will, he hears us. People say, how do you know? <laughs> Let me just talk about that briefly. People say, how do you know whether this thing you're asking for is the will of God? This is the interesting part. John that wrote that for us in 1 John chapter 5, he expected that we will know what the will of God is. When Jesus said, pray, thy will be done, he did not mean it as a nebulous prayer. You know, and a blank check for God to do or for anything that wants to happen to happen so that when something has happened, we will say it must be the will of God. That was not what he meant. I read an article, an article once. Somebody was a woman who was a journalist Oh, yeah, it was a journalist. I don't know whether she's alive now or not. But she was researching what she called faith healers. Of course, with a negative mindset. Trying to show that they are not genuine. And one day she woke up with a pain in her stomach. She went to hospital and discovered that she had one of those dangerous cancers. Cancer in what we call a cholangiocarcinoma. Cancer in her gallbladder. Just part of attached to the liver. And again, incurable. And while she was getting ready to die, you know, she started writing again. And the person who posted it comes from a church where they believe this will of God kind of thing. You know, just open will of God. And tried to see how she graciously accepted the will of God for her life. So I asked a question. It's a religious, well, there's a church group that one of my friends put me in and they have a religious, it has a religious theme to it, okay? But I find myself inside it and I contribute once in a while. So I asked a question to the person who posted it. I said, who said her gallbladder cancer is the will of God? So he said, well, somebody forwarded it to him. So he, now he forwarded my, answer, my query back to the person. And the person sent one long explanation. I still have it somewhere there. On how as children of God, as Christians, 
What happens? We should just know that our lives is in God's hands. And blah, 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 which I also believe. You have to know what people are saying before you agree with everything. Why even they say, if you're saying it? I said, wait. Now, because most people in that chat group are devout Catholics, I'm one, I, think, I won't be surprised if I'm the only one that's not there. So I appealed to the Catholic mind. I said, we all say the Lord's Prayer. I said, if the will of God was done automatically in our lives, why did the Lord say we should pray about it? That was my first question. I said, the woman said it's the will of God. How did she know? When Jesus came to Israel, were there not many sick people? Why did he not just accept it's the will of God? Why did he go around healing them? Why was he delivering all? Like, like the book of Acts tells us, Peter was speaking. You've heard of Jesus. How God anointed him with the Holy Spirit and with power. And he went around healing, doing good. He went around doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. Because God was with him. Why didn't they say all of you are under the influence of the will of God? Relax. <laughs> I didn't come preaching faith, the Pentecostal style. No. I, asked, I just asked questions. I said the least this woman could have done is to go to God and ask for healing. And let God say no if he wants to say no. But she has settled down now and said whatever comes into my life is the will of God. I said no, if the will of God was done automatically, it would not have been a prayer point. It's not done automatically. That's why it's a prayer point. When John wrote and said, this is the confidence we have towards him. When we ask according to his will, he hears us. He expected that we knew his will. When Jesus said, pray, thy will be done. He expected that the people will know his will. So what is his will? His will is not just, listen, as I was praying, I just knew that God wanted me to have it. Believe me. If I love a Mercedes-Benz, the new S380, and I have the money to buy it, if I pray long enough, God will want me to have it. Did you catch that? Yes. Even Balaam, when he wanted to go, God told him to go. Believe me. <laughs> if, look, if that car, God said he doesn't want me to have it, nine times out of ten, you don't have money. When God doesn't want you to have it, he collects the money from you. Because he knows his children, they will make him say yes. They will not testify. In the name of brethren, rejoice with me. On the second day as I was praying, some demons now came to me. I wanted to distract me from buying the cow of my dreams. And I began to reject them. And God, now God said, okay, this, this boy is rejecting me. You call it demon because God left you alone. Yeah, that's a matter of fact. It is not what you feel inside you when you are praying that lets you know it's the will of God. When they asked the brother, why are you making this decision? He said, the way the thing came. How did it come? It was just so easy and all of that. I said, oh boy, if you were single, you are going on the road. And one of these girls that hang around here at night, say, oh boy, see as you find, marry me. Do you know how easy it is to find a wife? Is that not easy? You go agree? <laughs> Will you tell me the way she just came? All of this one, the way he just came, forget, forget all of those things. Look, please, next week our book should be out. Guided by the Spirit. That's what I wrote in that book. I want Christians to understand. It's not how you feel inside your stomach. Stomach feelings, believe me, so unreliable. I can't remember God telling me not to eat a nice piece of you know, chocolate cake with brandy. He always tells me to eat it. <laughs> If I pray about the Lord, we say, arise, banky. 
<laughs> give thanks and consume. <laughs> but how would the Holy Spirit tell you not to eat that thing? It's hard. In fact, you know how to stop the Holy Spirit. You just collect the food. <laughs> Father, we're taking Jesus' name before he can talk. <laughs> Once you give thanks, the Holy Spirit will say, okay, next time. <laughs> so the will of God is not of this how we feel, how we don't feel. Believe me. The will of God is written and it is revealed through the words of his prophets. And the word of God is alive. What am I going to say? What is the will of God concerning my finances? It is simple. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. That is the will of God. What is the will of God concerning my finances? He makes all grace abound towards me. I have all sufficiency in all things. I abound to every good work. That is the will of God. The will of God does not discuss whether it's 1.5 million, 5 million, 10,000. It doesn't discuss that. The word goes out and decides that without discussing with me. My own portion is, this is the will of God. He makes all grace abound towards me. The Lord is my shepherd. That's the will of God. My God shall supply all my needs according to his riches in glory. That's the will of God. So John said, if I pray according to his will. And that's why Jesus said, if you abide in me and my words abide in you. It's simple. They expected us to know the will of God. So Jesus said, keep on abiding in me. How do we realize that? By my word constantly being filled into you. By sitting down here this evening, you are discovering the will of God. So I said concerning that woman, she should have just simply taken the scriptures and discovered what God said. And that woman, very, very foolish in her reasoning. Do you know why? She said that, I know they will say this occurred to me because I was following around and criticizing faith healers. And I felt, I felt like telling her, flesh and blood did not reveal this to you. Let me tell you something here. Eh? People of God, listen to this. What I'm about to tell you, tell, very, very careful. It came to my mind yesterday. I, this morning, I was meditating. I said, listen. What I want to say eh, is very frightening. If you want to be cursed in life, hmm, just turn your back on the word of God. It sounds simple, right? But it's frightening. If you ever deliberately make a choice that requires you to turn your back on God's word to make that choice, you are in deep, deep, deeper trouble than you have the ability to conceive. So if that ever comes to your mind, you get back home and say, God, I'm sorry, because God is very merciful. He's very merciful. Say, Lord, I made that choice. I was consciously aware of what your word said, but I did this like this. I beg, Lord. You know why? Because it has not passed away. No, 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 no. It hasn't gone away. The consequences are lined up like mighty in front. Honestly, I thought about it this morning. One of the one my wife and I will be talking. I say, listen, okay. One thing that sometimes I think about it, I get afraid. No, small cold will catch me. It's for God to say that on the last day, the judgment day for believers, you know, not hellfire one, but judgment seat of Christ. Now the bank, you didn't do this. I said, Lord, I didn't think that was necessary. I now says, but I told you. That's, that's what scares me. That, but I told you. So Christian, I said, Lord, is there anything that there's a but in your telling me? So let me be sure. No, really. If I don't know it's bad enough, he has his own problem. But for him to say, but I told you. That woman that was talking, she didn't understand what the Bible calls sinning against the Holy Spirit. Going around trying to prove that the Holy Spirit doesn't know what he's doing. 
And you're not saying that uh, they, uh, I know they will say that it is because <laughs> I felt like saying, oh girl, yes. And if you want healing, swallow your pride. Go to one of those men that you were following around trying to prove. Alright? Trying to prove that healing is not for today. Go to them and say, sir, first, I am so sorry. Now ignorance. Lay your hands on me and I shall be healed. When he lays his hands on you, believe me, that cancer is a spirit. It's not an accident. It's not nothing going somewhere and one day just going about nowhere and then boom, it exploded and your cells began to multiply recklessly and then you had liver cancer. No, it's a spirit. It can be cast away. There is nothing in, that, in the human flesh that's not powered by spiritual forces. You are sitting out here, you are healthy. I'm standing here, I'm talking. It is because the Lord Jesus is sustaining you and I by the word of his power. You know what the Bible says? When he withdraws his spirit, they expire. That's how it is. When you hear cancer is growing, cancer is growing, a spirit has to be put in there. A spirit has to be put in there for it to continue growing. When it is withdrawn, the thing shrivels and dies. It does. When science, medicine, when they've studied and studied, they think they understand everything. I've read all of those things. One question they can never answer is why. They will tell you there is a mutation on chromosome 14 that affects this particular molecule that controls cell growth and differentiation so that, uh, believe me, I teach this to medical students. I tell them all of us we are in this confusion together. So let us start. <laughs> no. <laughs> I always tell them now. No, I tell my, no, ask them. <laughs> I tell them, I say, look, I do all this is, believe me, people, it's, it's like that in the books. In real life, forget it. If you are sick, better go and pray. Forget this DNA thing. <laughs> no, ask the people who have thought. I, I tell them, I say, hey, guys, they will analyze it for you. I, have, I know all the analysis. But one question they never answer is, why? Why? These molecules are so tiny, they behave as if they have sense. Honestly. I mean, these are things we have studied. When I bring something, somebody says, you will just see that somebody planned this thing. This is planned. And, but they, they not teach you that imitation is spontaneous. I said, what is spontaneous about this thing? In fact, you will know that the good Lord, he puts so many machinery inside the place to make sure it doesn't happen. So when it happens, the Lord Jesus said, an enemy has done this. Let's, you know, medicine can never find out why. They always find out how. Do you understand? What happened? But why did it happen? There's no answer. The truth is that the why is a spirit. It's a spirit. Everything we decipher in the laboratory, everything you find in life, are the methods by which spirits show their effect. That's the, is the method by which they show their effect. And until God shows mercy in curing some diseases, ah, if you know the billions and billions of dollars that have been spent on looking for a cure for cancer, you will feel sorry for cancer. Find it the cure now. Uh, for where? Find the cure now. Why? Because it is spirits that power these things. In scripture, he said the Lord, when he withdraws his spirit, they expire. It's a spiritual principle. In the same manner, if you withdraw that spirit, pushing it, it expires. That's why, look, read a man like Kenneth Higgins a lot. Because one of the, it's one person I've seen God minister like that through. Many times I want to pray for somebody, you just see the person. 
Just a little demon sitting on a particular side of the person's body. This person, come. He can see the demon. Others can't see. The person can't see it. Then he attacks the demon in the realm of the spirit. Drive the demon out. Only to be told later, oh, the fellow had cancer in that area. Next day he goes to the hospital. He's cured. He drove out an evil spirit. He saw it. By descending of spirit, he could see it. But you know, the doctors can have all kinds of things. We can analyze the molecules and show you this, this receptor, this one, this one, these signals. The spirit says, I am the force. Jesus said like that now. When that, every time God does something good and it's bad, he said, an enemy has done this. Believe me, that woman should have gone. They would have prayed for her. That's when would have run away. And that thing that was moving was suddenly involute. And they will now, of course, nobody talks about it. Even if they want to talk about the medical world, they will not tell us he went to pray. She went to pray. What am I trying to say? I brought down to look, people, listen. The will of God, that's where I'm going. The woman said, What happened to me is the will of God. No, it's the judgment of God I know. It's the decree of the Almighty we know. But God's will and God's decree or judgment are two different things. His will is what he wants. And he says, this is prayer. Prayer is that you take my will. Learn my will, first of all. Learn it. Let my words abide in you. Learn my will. Then put that will upon your lips. And then make it your prayer. That's how it works. So concerning health, like I said last time, jogging, is it good? Well, the truth, scientifically, that is not, it has not been proven to elongate anybody's life. If you like jogging, jog. It doesn't prolong your life. That's a matter. What I've told you is a matter of fact. We said last time that Joshua can fight. Joshua can win wars. But only if the hands of Moses are raised up with the staff of God or the rod of God in his hands. What is Joshua? Joshua are the physical efforts, the physical things we can see to explain the results we are getting. For example, seven keys for effective entrepreneurship. That's Joshua. Learn how to employ the right staff. And then you say that it is clear you have never tried to employ staff. Those who have tried, (laughs) they know there is no how. It is a gift of God. <laughs> Most people who do all these keys to effective business performance, they don't do business. Dangote doesn't have time to teach anybody. Do you know why? He himself does not know how. That's the Bible. I told you, <laughs> I told you that one of the greatest entrepreneurs of all time, Steve Jobs, he said nobody can connect the dots going forward. They will only connect these dots looking backwards. So when you start out, you are not sure how things will turn out. He said, just believe in something. He said, call it luck. Call it karma. Call it whatever you like. Just believe in something. But as per guarantee, what you are doing will work out. He said, bros, forget it all. Yeah, this was a man who built Apple to a level that at a time before he died, they had a hundred billion dollars in cash in the bank. Till today, the world's most capitalized company. 
exchanging with Alphabet company once in a while. Alphabet is the parent company of Google. What is Joshua? Joshua is, I know how to do it. I can get up in the morning. I know how to execute my business. I have the degrees. BSE Hans. <laughs> BSC with honors. University of Nigeria. MSC with distinction. University of Michigan. MBA. Cambridge. All of that is what? Joshua. That's Joshua. If Moses drops his hands for one moment, BSC Hans. And messing with his distinction, everything will fail before your eyes. So we understand. For us to succeed, the hands of Moses must be lifted up. What are the hands of Moses? Our mouth. What is the staff of God, the rod of God in his hands? The word of God. And the Bible says he sustains all things by the word of his power. So what is our prayer? Uh, what is prayer for us? Is to take that will. And constantly utter it. Thy will be done. We know the will. It's not a nebulous thing. Knowing the will doesn't mean that I know tomorrow the sun is going to shine. And then there will be no rain. And I know my customers will come. That's why I tell you, look, all this confession. People say, write your confession like this. But in one week, I'm going to have 10,000 customers. I have listened to all of those things. I don't believe a word of them. Never confess anything God did not say. If you are confessing what God did not say, you have left the area of spirituality into spiritualism. You are beginning to practice manipulation. You are, you are becoming a wish. Witchcraft is starting, I'm telling you. What is your confession? Like I said, you go to your business as an example. It's not this week, I confess that I have 10,000 customers. Don't worry. Sometimes you don't need 10,000 customers. Sometimes 10,000 customers are a problem. Like Warren Buffett, we say, you don't need all your businesses to do well. You need one. <laughs> That's Warren Buffett, who has been the world's richest man a number of times. And it's almost amongst the top four. So what? I mean, 10,000 customers, don't, don't need confession on that. Because you said that because you're hoping that each customer will give you this amount of profit. There are customers that come, one, and they change your life. And the world knows which one to bring. So when you get to your business, what is your declaration? I am fruitful, and I multiply. I fill the earth, I subdue it. I have dominion in the name of Jesus. Why? It is written. When you want to make a confession, make a confession that is based upon what is written. So you can open your mouth and say, it is written. If you cannot say it is written, don't form your confession with it. It must be something that is written. That is the will that they said we should pray in the Bible. When he said, thy will be done, that's what it means. What about the fine details? That is settled by Hebrews chapter 4 in verse 12. He said, for the word is, the word of God is alive and active. What does it mean of being alive? It means it can think. The word can close a door. It can open it. The word can drive away bad stuff. It can bring in good stuff. The word knows what you don't know. The word is alive and it thinks. It plans. The word can say, for me to be fulfilled in the life of this child of God, I need a bird of prey from the east. I need a man of God's purpose from a distant country. The man cannot even call the man because he does not know he exists. So the child of God comes and declares over his endeavor, 
Say, I am fruitful. I multiply. I fill the earth. I subdue it. I have dominion. It is my season of multiplication in the name of Jesus. In all that I do, I prosper. The Lord makes all grace abound towards me. I have all sufficiency in all things. I am what I am by the grace of God. Favor is with me. Goodness and mercy are following me all the days of my life. That's the word. And the word says, let me establish these things that has been spoken by this young man, by this young woman. So the word now says, for us to fulfill this area, we need an investor that's bringing in $5 million. And he does not know he needs it. Deep inside his heart, he said, Lord, ah, if we can just get that kind of 500000 naira now, we'll move to another level. And one day a man comes and says, listen, I see you've been doing this thing for a very long time. You look ahead that you are skilled in this. Why don't you take this to another level? I put in $5 million. I take 40%, you take 60 And you're looking like... Are you talking to me? <laughs> one day, one of my friends... I don't know, just to illustrate what I'm talking about, one of my friends was... You know... I carry my friend's wife. She's an architect. So designed, you know the way you do things for family people, and then they are man, no man now. So this was an uncle. So uncle said, please help me design the house. He was just saying, ah, no. This was years ago, years ago. So this one, I'm always doing work for uncle. Uncle will drop something this time. Told his, the husband, say, look, look, at least uncle should give me 30,000. What is it? What is it? She was raking in the house. And then go here. Then I went to go and deliver the job. In Portaco to Uncle So, Uncle So, these are your drawings, everything, these are this. He says, Uncle, I want you to find something for me. You know, that kind of thing. Uncle said, No, no, I want you, no, anything, no, Uncle, just something now. So, Uncle, just look, 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 look. The guy just brought out a check. I said, I'm, I'm writing 300,000, is it okay? <laughs> she froze. I'm not kidding, she froze. Um, um, he said, if it's not enough, let me know. Um, now she look at her husband. Um, <laughs> this was somebody raking in Enugu. Say, if this man were alive, not give me 30,000. I'm not going to release this drawing. <laughs> not today. The story I'm telling you is not. It's like 13 years ago. Ah, he said, ah, she says, stamina. Couldn't talk. So the husband took her to say, okay, okay. And he just said, sit down and say, no, no, no. You're just in anything you like, add to it. <laughs> <laughs> now, uncle just said, let me just add 30,000. He just, he just wrote the check for 330,000. Tore it and gave. You know, God is able to do exceedingly <laughs> abundantly. <laughs> above. <laughs> Honestly, I'm not kidding. When he told me, I said, wow, that... She was so confused, she couldn't answer. Stammering. You see why you don't go to God and say, in Jesus' name, this amount I want God to say, relax, relax. I come to the vice president, Farabale. You, are you getting my point? Relax. The word can think. And is able, literally, literally, he's able to do exceedingly, abundantly, far above what you can ask, or even what? Imagine. So many of your prayer points are based on your imaginations. Drop them. Drop them. Drop them. When you want to pray, pray the word. Pray the name of God. Pray the word. Pray the name of God. Stop, stop focusing on what you can think. 
spread the word. You need money, don't go there and say, Lord, I need money. Go there and say, Lord, this is what you said. Behold, I will cause prosperity to flow towards you like a river. And the wealth of the nations like an overflowing stream be done in my life. In the name of Jesus. That's, that's what Jesus said. John said, if you pray like that, you, you can be sure he heard you. That's how we pray the will of God. Let's rest to our feet. Let's just pray for a few minutes. Since, you know, last time we spoke about health. You know, because we finished talking about finances, these are examples we use at the end. Let's just declare the word of God. Let's pray the will of God concerning finances. Let me start by saying that let nobody, listen, people sometimes they miss definitions. For us believers, what the world calls wealth is not what we call wealth. It's not. Wealth for us is not show off. It's not who has the bigger boat, who has the biggest house. That's not wealth. For us, wealth is the ability to bless somebody. Ability to help. Ability to execute the will of God. That's what wealth is. It's our creation that we add to the environment. That's what wealth is. Let's get it clear. We are not covetous. We are not praying about the... Look, God wants all our needs met. Somebody say amen. amen. God doesn't like embarrassment. I'm being, I'm, honest with, I'm being honest. He doesn't want you to go to your children's school and be begging them that please, before the term is over, you will bring the school fees. It's not holiness. I'm not kidding. It's not holiness. He would rather you keep them at home, be teaching them yourself, than going every day to be saying, please, before the term is over. No, let's get this. No, some things are not, they are not signs of holiness. So. You can soak Gary, amen, if you like it. But God doesn't like you to be compelled to soak it because of poverty. He doesn't like that. That's a matter of fact. Let's get some things clear. I can wear only one shirt and go to heaven. You know that? Yes. But if I wear ten, I will still go to heaven. Are we, get, are we clear? He said, what do I do with ten shirts? Because if nine people come naked, I have something to share. When I have one, I'll be laying on necessary hands. <laughs> because of shit. Say, so, are you naked too? Come, come, come. Are you naked? Come forward. I'm like, naked. Don't go back and take What is prayer? Just open wardrobe. Boy, where this one go? Let's pray real prayer. Yeah, you get my point? When you see sickness that doesn't have cure, let's use the faith for it. I should be using faith to wear cloth. No, let's get it clear. Let's get it clear. Some things are not holiness. They do not constitute righteousness. As a matter of fact, poverty is a curse. Don't make excuses for it. Let me quickly add this one to you. You have been delivered from the curse. Say amen. Amen. I'll listen to Derek Prince and emphasize that we are being saved. What I was trying to say is that this. What God has done for you is working out in your life. Are you getting my point? Yes. Listen to me. Today. Somebody say today. Today. Is the poorest day of your life. Amen. Today. It's the poorest day. That is tomorrow, you are richer than today. Amen. The path of the just is like the light of dawn. In your life, you are shining brighter and brighter. Amen. Let's get that one clear. Let's get it clear. Now, let's begin to declare God's word. Let's start from what Jesus did for us. It's very important. You see, everything must be Christ-centered. Prosperity is not because you labor hard. It is because Jesus died for it. Prosperity is not because of the country you were born in. It is because of the heaven you came from. You are getting what I'm saying? 
Prosperity is not because of what you know how to do. It is because of the grace that is upon you. Paul said, by the grace of God, I am what I am. The foundation for prosperity. He said, it is the Lord that God that is giving you the power to create wealth, to get, to produce wealth. That he might fulfill the covenant that he made with your fathers. It's not the one you make. You know, Christian said, I want to make a covenant with God. Stop that nonsense. It's the one that he made with your fathers. In this particular situation, concerning Jesus was spoken, he said, I and the children that the Lord gave to me, we are for signs and for wonders. That is Jesus that made this covenant. And he said, you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, in that he was rich. Yet, for your sake, for my sake, he became poor, that we through his poverty might be made rich. That is as literal as it goes. Let's give the Lord thanks. In your own words, thank him. Being a Nigerian does not mean you are inferior to the man that's a Briton. I like one thing Bishop Oedipo will say those days. He said, lack, he said, black is not the same thing as lack. Thank God for it. The curse of Noah has been broken in your life. Amen. It has been broken. Amen. Noah said, curse be Canaan. And he was speaking to put Mizraim and Cush also. He said, a servant of servants they will be. But that has been broken in Christ. You are no longer a servant of servants. You are no longer a servant of Thank God for that. That Lord, I thank you because I am no longer a servant of servants. Wherever I am, I prosper. I'm a blessing to my environment. The ability to bless is inside me. The ability to bless is inside me. The ability to bless. The grace of God is inside me. I'm a blessing. I've been blessed. Say it in the name of Jesus, I've been blessed. And Lord, I thank you. Say, Lord, I thank you for it. I'm not cursed. I'm not cursed. There's no ancestral curse. Walking in your life. There's none. There's none. There's none. It's been broken. It's been broken. Don't let anybody lie to you. Don't let anybody lie to you. There's no ancestral curse walking in your life. There is no ancestral curse walking in your life. Say, I've had problems. Who doesn't have problems? Even Jesus has problems. Judas in your team is a problem. Your brothers or sisters don't believe in you. That's a problem. So anybody can have problems. That's not, that's not what we're talking about. Many problems are because of the assignment God has sent you to go and fulfill. But you are not cursed. That's the point. Just declare after me, say in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I give thanks. I give thanks, I give thanks to the Father. I give thanks to the Father. Because he has delivered me. Out of darkness into light. Out of the curse into the blessing. Say right now, I am free. The sun has set me free. I am free indeed. I'm free from ancestral curses. I'm free from the curse of Noah. For those who don't know it, I'll just summarize it in a minute. What, I, what we call the curse of Noah, if we, we've been studying here, is simple. If you look all over the world, the poorest countries are African countries. They are run by black people everywhere. If you remove them from Africa, put them in Caribbean islands, they are still poor. Haiti is one of the poorest countries on this earth, rivaled only by places like Yemen. Yemen is always in war. Haiti without war, they are incredibly poor. Without war. Without war. Nobody is fighting. The presidential palace that broke, um, is it not 2003 or so? How many years ago? That, uh, that, uh, that earthquake. I don't know how many, not, but some years ago. Till now it has not been repaired. Who will pay? 
People who lost homes there are still living in shacks till today. That's what I call the curse of Noah. There is a reason for it. There is a reason for it. In my office today, me and my colleague of mine who likes advanced physics and mathematics were discussing, talking about Hubble Space Telescope and things that scientists have done. And we said to ourselves, oh boy, every white man has a right to discriminate against a black man unless he has read the Bible. Because what his people have achieved, we are seeing one who kept $43 million in an account in in a house. You don't know who, who it is. And you are supposed to be the strongest, richest black country. You can't identify who has $43 million. (laughs) <laughs> there is a spiritual reason. There is a spiritual reason. That's what we call the curse of Noah. Where did they come from? Noah uttered, he opened his mouth and said something that when I get to heaven, only Jesus will separate the quarry. <laughs> and we ask him, Noah, come, come, sit down here. Why did you say such a thing to a human being? He said, curse be Canaan. A servant of servants will he be. Listen, listen, go to India. You will find the Dalits, the untouchable, they are, they are like that. It's a manifestation of the curse of Noah. Go all over the world. That's just the way it is. It's a spiritual principle. If, anything, if they do caste system, they are at the bottom. When you go to Saudi, see black Saudis, they were slaves. That's all over the world. Where did you, where you go? Black man is at the bottom. Mm. It's a spiritual problem. It's not the white man's fault. Don't think it's the white man's fault. Because the black people are richer now after the white man came. People say that the white man came and, li- and looted, looted, <laughs> looted the continent. Before he looted, what were you doing? He came, he did not meet a story building. You were living in huts. Okay, don't lie to yourself. Just don't, <laughs> don't lie to yourself. I have a dream. It's because he was born again. If Christ did not reveal himself to Martin Luther's people, it would be, I have a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> what after is a matter of fact. So when we are giving Christ thanks, when we are giving God thanks, that he has delivered from the cause of man, it's not a joke. It's not a joke. It's the reason, look, there are principles I have. That is why I don't want to go to any country because of prosperity. Because I feel I have a duty to show everybody that Christ has redeemed my race. Because when God has delivered you, you don't put yourself again under bondage. It's not good. It's not good. It's not good. And when Satan wants to put people under bondage, he offers them something. Issachar is a strong donkey. Lying down between the sheepfolds. When he found that the resting place was good and that the land was pleasant, the Bible says he bent his back to bear the burdens and became a slave at first labor. He's always looking for green pastures that make people slaves. I just feel bad about it that Jesus will do all this dying for me and I send myself back into slavery. No. <laughs> I was listening to, <laughs> what do you call him? One of America's billionaires, Mark Cuban. Mark Cuban said, I'd rather earn $50,000 working for myself than $100,000 doing it for somebody else. When he said that, I said, look, this man has a, 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 a liberty spirit. He said, no, it's not about the money. It's about, let me put it like this, I'm in control. Yeah. Yeah. That, 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 for me, that's the principle. Don't let anybody be deceiving you. You are not inferior. Amen. Don't let life suggest it to you. I've told the history now 
to let you know what we mean by the curse of Noah. But what we are preaching now, which is a matter of fact, is that Jesus has ended it. Amen. I said Jesus has ended it. Amen. In your life, Jesus has ended it. Amen. So give him thanks again. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, Father, name of Jesus I, thank you, I thank you because the curse of Noah has been broken. Now I am free. I'm free to walk in righteousness. I'm free to serve God. I'm free to prosper. I'm free to be creative. Say it again. I'm free to prosper. I'm free to prosper. Let me say something to you. The blessing in you is stronger than the environment around you. Yes, that's a matter of fact. So negative environment cannot keep the blessing down. Let me say it again. You see, Abraham had this blessing. Because Abraham had the blessing, that was why he told Lot, choose anywhere. Are you getting my point? So you don't need America to prosper. Your prosperity is not dependent on any country. You don't need England to prosper. Europe does not hold the key to your abundance. If you think these places do, you are begging for slavery. Anywhere you are, you can prosper there. Here, in Nigeria, you will prosper. If it's Ghana, you will prosper. If in Congo, you will prosper. Okay, if the Lord now takes you to America, you will prosper. But your prosperity is not anywhere. It's inside you. I hope you are getting my point. Say, Lord, I thank you. Because I have abundance inside. Say, the spirit of Christ is in me. It's giving life to my mortal body. Now, we talk about that normally about health, but it affects your ability to produce. Say, wealth is my portion. portion. Say, it is the Lord that my God that has given me the power to get wealth. He is the one that is giving me the power to get wealth. Say, in the name of Jesus, poverty is not my portion. Say, this is the will of God concerning me. Abundance. I have life in abundance. My needs are supplied. He makes all grace abound towards me. I have all sufficiency in all things. And I abound to every good work. Say, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Lack is not my portion. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Lack is not my portion. Even if the strong men lack, I will seek the Lord and I will not lack anything good. No, he was talking about the young lions. That's why he used the word strong men. Those who are connected. Even though they are in poverty, they are in distress, you will not lack anything good. In the name of Jesus Christ. Declare, say, this is the word of the Lord. Behold, I cause prosperity to flow towards you like a river. And the wealth of the nations like an overflowing stream. Say, that is my portion. In the name of Jesus. Say, this is the word of the Lord. Grace is abounding towards me. I have all sufficiency in all things. And I abound to every good work. Say, this is the word of the Lord. The Lord is my shepherd. And I do not lack. Say, lack has been broken. Poverty has been broken. I am a blessing. Say, God supplies all my needs. According to his riches in glory. 
in Christ Jesus. Say in Christ Jesus. Every ancestral curse has been broken. Let me say this again. I've said it many times. Does it mean I never have problems? No. Sometimes Christians have problems. There are three reasons why Christians may have problems. One, ignorance. There are those who are always making excuses for poverty. You know why we are poor? It's because of worry. That's an excuse for poverty. They say, no, you know, you don't need to be able to, to be rich to go to heaven. Neither do you need to be poor to go to heaven. You know, I can go, to, if I, look, if I enter a keke, I can get to Lagos. True of us? If I enter a bus, God is good, I can, I can get to Lagos. If I enter Autostar, Siena, five passengers, good, good vehicle, I can get to Lagos. Uh, okay, if I enter Arik, I can also get to Lagos. Okay, why should I choose the keke when the Arik is here, I should come? I don't know whether you're getting my point. The fact that I can get to Lagos all day anyway doesn't mean I should choose the most difficult one. <laughs> Are you getting my point? If God gives me a choice, believe me, I am not entering auto star. I'm not entering God is good. Even though God is good, I won't enter the American. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's a boss. I mean, why should I do that? There are different ways to get to heaven. I prefer that way. <laughs> Poverty is not the passport to heaven. We know being wealthy is not the passport to heaven. But neither is poverty the passport to heaven. They say the rich are not necessarily happy. <laughs> I can see poverty is the passport for happiness. Joy and happiness is a matter of faith in Christ Jesus. But that faith in Christ Jesus says, I will supply all your needs according to my riches in glory. Are you getting my point? Uh-huh. So let's not make excuses for poverty. We can endure hardship. Let me not forget to say that. We can endure hardship. Things are tough, we'll endure it. We won't run up and down because we're looking for wealth. No, not at all. We won't do that. We will not break the principle of righteousness for anything. But by faith, we download the blessing from heaven. That's all we are saying. Faith downloads the blessings. Abundance is your portion in Jesus' name. Amen. Your children will enjoy abundance. Amen. Today is the poorest day of your life. Amen. Today is the poorest day of your life. Amen. This today, from now, today is the poorest. Amen. God will open doors for you. Amen. Whatever it is you are doing, men will count it a privilege to have you serve them. Amen. Do you get my point? Yes, yeah, there are 10 people that can do it, but you, they will like your own job. Amen. Great doors will open for you. Amen. God will bring strangers to help you. Amen. Listen, stop begging people. Yeah, that's it. That matter of fact, stop begging people. This is a sign that you are being blessed. People will start begging you. Amen. If you are the ones look now, just, you know, just trust us. Invest in our company. We know what we are doing. You, are, you don't know what you are doing yet. If you have to be telling people, you know what you are doing. I remember those days, Jim Ibrahim, we were listening to, I was reading his, his interview. He says, then he said, oh God, take 10 billion. He's telling them I don't want <laughs> Some people will be going marketing, looking for loan, loan, loan. Jimmy Ibrahim, the Zenith called him and said, okay, this 10 billion Naira facility, this, you know, all this one of 25% is for poor people. Rich, ask these people. The rich people don't pay that 25% that they are charging you. You are a high risk, that's why they are charging you 25%. <laughs> Give them good 25%, you will slap you <laughs> with this money. People are coming from South Africa, coming from abroad to offer him, offer him money. So you think the <laughs> GT Bank will now go and say 25%? No. Allergy <laughs> will look and say, are you okay? <laughs> So this is all begging people. It's a sign you are not blessed yet. So realize you are blessed. So don't go around begging. 
The little you have, work on it. God will pour grace upon it. Amen. That 1,000 naira with grace, we get results that the 100,000 we are looking for and begging for will have gotten for you. Amen. That's it. That's a matter of fact. The time of your blessing manifested. This is how it will be. People will bring the thing to you and say, please take. You will be the one saying, no, I, I don't want extra now. Come back later. I hope you're getting my point here. Yes. But excellence will show from your hands. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. It's a sign of blessed people. They do their things excellently. Grace does not mean I don't know what I did or I just succeeded. No. Grace will make you excellent. Amen. That's what grace does. No, you build a building to collapse. Say, I still got another job even though my building collapsed. God will sack you from architecture. <laughs> you will no longer be a, build, a builder. Because you can look at this boy disgracing me because grace will make him rich. What kind of rubbish is that? Grace is that they will stop. Say, who did this? He says, you. You? Were you in the University of Miami? No. All your education in Nigeria, yes. And you're able to do this? Ah, no, 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 no. This guy, you are our guy. That's what grace does. Grace is not that I'm so stupid yet I got the job. Grace is that I was found ten times better. I hope you are getting my point. That is your portion in the name of Jesus. Let's give a lot of thanks. Just thank God in your own way. Just give him thanks. Give him thanks. Just say, Father, I thank you. Just say, Lord, I thank you. Say, Lord, I thank you. Say, Lord, I thank you. Because I'm free. I'm free to serve. I'm free to manifest your blessing. In the name of Jesus, we have prayed. Father, we give you thanks for today. Thank you for your word that blesses us all the time. Thank you for that which you have done for us in Christ Jesus. I declare to you that goodness will follow you in Jesus' name. Mercy will go with you in the name of Jesus. This week, doors that were closed before we open for you. Men will come, they will help you. They will help you with righteousness. You will not break the law of God to satisfy anybody. In the name of Jesus Christ.